0: You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's
1: the last you to do. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, what up, what up man, the Real Coach JB here, another Slapdick Podcast live on YouTube. I'm going to start this, U- I'm going to do YouTube live on the Slapdick Podcast, Uh Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. At 6 p.m. Pacific, so I'm going to probably eventually end up doing it five days a week, but I'm starting it today. I'm doing it Monday, Wednesday, Fridays for this week, and then I might end up taking it to uh, to five days a week, man, so check me out. Um, title of this show is Same Old, Same Old, man. We're going to talk about it, and uh, we're going to be about it. This show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. So make sure bet online you understand bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. March Madness is upon us. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag. Use your mobile device or sign up today. Receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Make sure you go check them out. Um. They are uh legit. Oregon State's making a hell of a comeback on Houston right now, so I'm watching this game just so you're clear. It is a good game right now, just so we're I want to make sure you understand. Title of this show is Same Old Same O, man. I just want to make sure. You know, how does Shaka Smart get a new job without one NCAA victory at Texas? Same old same old, right? How are we in 2021 and we can't just see with the naked eye how bad the fucking NCAA, by the way, the non-caring assholes of America, treat the women in the athletic departments? Um, Same old, same old. Been happening for a long time. How does Deshaun Watson have 19 lawsuits pending without one criminal charge? Same old, same old. How can the Nets be the favorites with three guys who can't stay injury free or who have excuses not to play same old same old quick to judge we're the same motherfuckers the Stephen A. Smith's the, the fucking you know Max Kellerman's of the world these motherfuckers all want to fucking say this and this and that but the motherfuckers are they got Aldridge and Blake Griffin the motherfuckers are like 38, 35, 37. They're not red, they're not no dudes. It's like the Lakers with when they had uh Gary Payton, Carl Malone when they lost to Detroit. That team was too old. And just so we're clear, there's one fucking ball in basketball on the court at the same time. If I'm not if I don't recall, right? One ball, right? How the fuck is Aldridge, Blake Griffin, KD, ball dominant, Harden, ball dominant, Kyrie Irving, ball dominant, all going to share the ball. I want to see it. When they don't even fucking play together. Anyway, quote of the day, man. Yesterday is the past. Tomorrow's the future. But today is the fucking result from the past and how you prepare for your future. Let me say it for all you guys in the back, because I made this up today. Yesterday is the past. Tomorrow is the future. But today is the result from the past and how you prepare for the future. Meaning, yesterday is yesterday. But you know what? Today is the fucking result of what you did yesterday. And today is how you prepare for what you're going to do tomorrow to fix yesterday. I'm just telling you that's some deep shit. You motherfuckers may not be ready for that shit. You may have to fucking go home and write it down and say, damn. And then when it comes out on a quote on someone's fucking, someone takes credit for it. I should get it patent or something. Trademark. I got a trademark lawyer. I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking go get a trademarked, man. I don't know, but how's everybody doing, man on YouTube? I appreciate you. My boy, Gabe Gotti in the house. Antonio Reese, uh, Christopher Pugh, big slapdick advocate. I know he's smoking a stick, drinking some yak, smoking or drinking my whiskey, matter of fact. A um, lot of high tier members for the Coaching 101 show in, in the house. So, my little nephew, Jet, spree son. Um, so, same old, same old, name of this show, man. Listen. million budget gap between men's and the women's NCAA tournament that's going on right now. There's a $13.5 million difference in budgets. UConn women just won. They beat Baylor. I, I think Gino Ariyama is the top five coach of all time of any sport. I've, I, I've actually, I think, put him at number three behind John Wooden and Belichick. I mean, I'm just being honest. I, I think Bill Parcells is in the top five, and I think Don Shula or Phil Jackson is in the top five. I think Gino Ariyama um, belongs in the discussion of being one of the top five best coaches of all time. Period. I don't give a fuck what gender, what sport. Coaching is coaching. And to be a coach, you have to be a great teacher. And to be a great teacher, you have to be a great mentor. And to be a great mentor, you have to have buy-in. And Gino Ariyama has full 100% unequivocal buy-in by his females and the players that he recruits on a yearly basis on a daily basis because recruiting never stops. Um, shout out to my boy Pete Renteria, man, in the house out in the Silicon Valley. Uh, you know, Gino Ariyama, I think, is just a top five dude, and I think he is a stand-up dude. And what he represents with the Yukon Lady Huskies has been uh, unrivaled, to my opinion. He's right there. With Pat Summit, obviously, who won at Tennessee for all those years, the woman's coach, uh, woman herself. But Gino, man, I think to coach women as a man and to get that much out of them and to dominate the sport like he has is, is, uh, is a tall feat, and he is, he is the top of Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. Right there with uh, John Wooden, Phil Jackson, Bill Belichick, and Don Shula. That's just me. Um it's fifty-five fifty-five. Oregon State's come back on you, Houston. The Pac 12 in the West Coast is dominating this fucking March Madness. And nobody else. Everyone talked shit the other day when I posted it on social media. But now all of a sudden, motherfuckers go quiet. Gonzaga, SC, UCLA. Who the fuck wants to play SC and UCLA right now? I know. Listen, you can say Michigan. Michigan's great. Gonzaga's great. They do not want to play UCLA and USC tomorrow. Please understand they don't want to play these cats tomorrow. Nobody wants to play SC and UCLA right now. They're all very, very long, athletic, and have nothing to lose. Michigan's supposed to win. Gonzaga is supposed to win. Dog. Fucking... USC and UCLA are fucking 11 and 6 seeds. They're not supposed to win. They have nothing to lose tomorrow. I am not shocked if UCLA and USC move on to the Final Four. I'm not going to be shocked if Oregon State wins tonight like I picked them to do against Houston. Now, I don't have Oregon State in my Final Four or Elite Eight. But what I'm saying is imagine three fucking Pac-12s in the Final Four. (sighs) I don't know. But I tell you this, the West Coast gets overlooked because of our time zone. We play in the Pacific uh, West Coast time zone and by the time our fucking games are on, usually you guys on the East Coast are asleep. And so are the fucking AP and coaching poles. They're asleep. So we get fucked over in football and basketball. USC used to you clearly was the best team in college football for years. They would have a hiccup game and would lose just like Alabama would lose occasionally to Auburn, right? We lost to Oregon state one year or not. We, but SC and the motherfuckers would drop from one to six. Alabama loses one. They'll go to two and they're guaranteed in the fucking BCS playoff game. If they lose their last game of the season, they're still in the top four. You can't tell me that the bottom part of the SEC is still strong. I don't believe. I believe Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee. I don't believe those teams are are fucking going to dominate in the Pac-12. Now, the Pac-12 to me is down too. But I'm just saying the bottom tier SEC and the bottom tier Pac-12, you know, you can basically make it a wash. But what I'm telling you is, Kentucky and Duke lose in basketball. They go from one to three. UCLA goes from one to 12. Arizona goes from one to 10. Gonzaga loses one from one to nine. The West Coast has been fucked by the AP and the voting polls for years because of the time zone. Nobody's up watching a game at midnight on the East Coast when the game's on at 8 and 9 p.m. out here on the West Coast. Imagine Hawaii who the fuck on the East Coast Chris Pugh have you ever been in New Jersey and watched a fucking live Hawaii game? I'm just telling you when Hawaii plays at 7 p.m. in Hawaii, it's fucking 3 a.m. in New Jersey or whatever the time. I think it's 1 a.m. six hour difference, right? Because it's three hour difference from here. So it's 1 a.m. when the game kicks off in Hawaii. Who the fuck's watching them? Hawaii had a fucking power. They were great one year in June Jones, and they ended up playing Georgia in a BCS game. Right when the BCS first started, and they got waxed by Georgia, obviously. But they were very, very good, and not a lot of people saw them. And uh, I don't know. The Pac-12 probably needs to play in the mornings so the rest of the country can see them play. That's really the bottom line. And, and the Pac-12 is not very good right now. I mean, I'm not a homer. I'm not, I'm not a fucking homer either. I'm a realist like I am in everything else. Pac-12 is not very good. USC and I argue UCLA and I argue argue Oregon and I even argue Washington and I would even argue Arizona, Arizona State. They should be top 20 in teams in the NCAA every year. Every single year. Oregon has the most money in the NCAA. You have Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, who is your number one donor. How the fuck are you not winning? Like, I'm talking about winning, winning. Not fucking winning the Pac-12. Not going 9-2. and two. Winning the Pac-12 by dominating it and going to the big, the BCS Final Four... Where your money dictates so. You should be there because of your money. You have long paper. Phil Knight has longest paper in the room. But yet, Oregon does not dominate. You have a thousand uniforms that these kids want, but you don't dominate. SC is in fucking L.A. Have we watched the teams playing? Have you watched SC and UCLA's talent on the basketball court? Watch... The fucking talent that you see. It's all LA talent. The one kid for UCLA who start, played it. He was a fifth or sixth. He was a sixth man at Kentucky as a freshman last year. Transferred back home to UCLA. He's right here from LA. I'm just telling you. Big Lou. Listen. He said strength of schedule, my friend. So you're telling me when Alabama plays Iona... And fucking Appalachian State every year. That's a strength of schedule, huh? Big Lou, don't talk to me about football. If you really want to talk to me right now about my fucking time zone conspiracy versus your strength of schedule conspiracy, let's bring it out on the table. But let's put some money on the table. Let's not just talk over the fucking internet. See, I'm a different cat. I talk real shit. I put money where my mouth is. You're telling me that you watch fucking Pac-12 basketball and football on the East Coast when the games kick off at 7 p.m.? You think the coaches of other teams who vote and the fucking AP pollsters are up when they're all East Coast-based? They're watching these games? Strength of schedule. You guys play the fucking SEC. Half of your schedule is fucking Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Kentucky. Tennessee, all average, below average football teams, and you play a fucking Division I A team every year. The Pac-12, my friend, does not. Now, listen, I'm not advocating for the Pac-12. I think they're average to, at best right now. But don't tell me strength of schedule. The SEC strength of schedule is over fucking rated, and it is very, very blown up. Just so we're clear, The SEC's schedule strength is a shit fucking show. Let's get blown up because Alabama is in the final four every single year. Talking final four BCS, not basketball. (laughs) UCLA just beat them to go to the fucking Elite Eight, by the way. So what I'm telling you is Alabama's cloud is so high, everyone else thinks the SEC is this fucking powerhouse. Tell me the SEC teams that dominate outside the league other than Alabama. Georgia still can't get over the hump, so don't put them in that fucking upper echelon. They haven't won shit yet. Auburn can't get over the hump. They haven't won shit yet. Texas A&M is an average football team. They should have stayed in their old conference. Missouri should have never went to the SEC. Don't fucking tell me Missouri can come out here in the West Coast and beat up on Oregon and SC every year. Now, they Missouri cannot. Vanderbilt cannot. Tennessee and Kentucky cannot. Don't tell me they can What I'm telling you is don't tell me this strength of schedule shit. It's a bunch of bullshit. The SEC strength of schedule is shit. They play fucking money games in the middle of the season every year or to start the season. Alabama will play fucking Texas State. Just so we're clear, when Pete Carroll was at SC, guess who their fucking shit game was? An SEC team named Arkansas, named Auburn. You want to go look up the scores? SC would beat them by 50. They weren't playing fucking Iona and fucking Appalachian State, bro. Big Lou, schedule of fucking my ass. It's a West Coast, East Coast thing, bro. And I'm just telling you, the West Coast time zone fucks the AP pollster. I know for a fact. Yeah, Vanderbilt's a hell of a fucking strength of schedule. Don't schedule Vanderbilt if you really want to fucking win your league, bro. They're too good. Shut the fuck up. Oregon State's struggling. They're down five. A minute left. Um, anyway... Same old, same old name of this show. $13.5 million budget gap between men's and women's NCAA March Madness tournament right now. $13.5 million difference. Now, the NCAA comes out and says they've hired a firm to investigate the inequality and the fucking disparity between men's and women's rights. During the 2021 March Madness Tournament. How much of a fucking slap in the face is that? So you're telling me in 2021. We have to. The NCAA. Just so we're clear. Is its own investigation. Investigators. They don't need to hire a firm. Whoever believes the NCAA hiring a firm. Is the biggest fucking idiot ever, if you believe it. The NCAA has hired a firm to be told what the fucking outcome was. (laughs) That's exactly what the NCAA just did to you and told you guys. And everyone out there believing it. Oh, well, the NCAA, it is a fucking save your face hire. And you hired a firm to tell you what the Stevie Wonder can fucking see? That it is a fucking uneven playing field and it's inequality at its best. And we're in 2021. We still have racism at a high at its height. And we still are fucking slandering women. And we put them in a fucking the back room of 24 hour fitness in the NCAA tournament where the women, this is their biggest time to shine. And you shit it on them. And then you hire a group a fucking outside law firm saying that they're going to investigate Nobody needs to investigate. You're your own fucking entity. You investigate it. Like, who the fuck is running the NCAA? You're a fucking idiot, and you need to resign because your fucking career is over. Everyone's on to you. I don't want to say no names, but we know you're a fucking slapdick. And we know that the NCAA stands for non-caring assholes of America. And you could give a fuck less about your players, a little less the black players and the females. And you're about your money because if it wasn't, you wouldn't have fucking drug out the March Madness last year during the pandemic after the NBA had already canceled. You still tried to drag it out two weeks to make sure you could fucking still not play. You wanted to play during the height of the pandemic last year. Shut the fuck up. You cats are fucking meat market and the pe- players are the pieces of meat. So, understand that. Okay? Hey, are you do you mean Big Lou, Big Back to Big Lou so we're clear here. Do you mean the Utah team that beat Alabama in a bowl game? Is that the team you're talking about? <laughs> Is that the team you're talking about who won a playoff game against Alabama years ago when the BCS started? I don't know. I'm just telling you. I just, dude, I just told you, bro. The SEC's lower half and the Pac 12's lower half are both shitty. I just said it. You don't have to compare them. I agree. They're both, they're all shitty. I didn't, I didn't say the Pac 12 is getting fucked because of strength of schedule. You said the strength of schedule is the reason the Pac 12 shitty. No, it's not. The Pac-12 shitty and the, and the SEC is hyped because of one team. If Alabama... Alabama's lost two natties to Clemson. If Clemson didn't do what they do, you guys would be saying the SEC is the NFL because Alabama, one team, fucking, the teams in the SEC are fucking average to shit on the bottom tier a and is an average team, bro. Just so we're clear, they're not dominating. Do you think that fucking Jimbo deserves $9 million a year for an average fucking team? What's Texas A&M done since he's been there? What has Auburn done? They just fired a coach and paid him $20 million for a reason, bro. They can't beat Alabama when it counts. They can't beat Georgia when it counts. They even lost to Tennessee. That's like SC losing to Washington State. I'm not defending the lower part portion of our fuck, of the Pac-12. I'm not a homer. I'm just telling you, the SEC is very overrated from fucking middle of the pack down. Vanderbilt and Kentucky and Tennessee would come out here and get their ass whooped too, here and there, and they would win a few games against Washington State and, but Utah. And Arizona State and Arizona, or not Arizona, but Arizona State, at least last year, they will give those. Te- they will beat some of those teams as well, just so we're clear. So Oregon State, yes, they're average, right? We know. Arizona, shitty average. Washington State's down. New coach, roll of it. See what they end up doing. But don't tell me Vanderbilt and fucking Kentucky and Tennessee are just lighting up the league, bro. Texas A&M hasn't done really nothing. Auburn's average of the pack. You got one team, and, and Pac-12 probably don't really have zero teams. Oregon and SC haven't turned out to what they should be. But i just put, put it this way. The old SC teams used to dominate the country and play an SEC team as their crossover game. Your guy's crossover game is a fucking FCS school. Just go look it up, bro. Don't talk about it and be go be about it. Show up, pull up their schedule, and don't pull up the pandemic schedule. We know they only played SEC teams last year. About time. And what happened when the SEC only played the SEC? They fucking beat up on each other, and look how shitty LSU looked. Look how shitty Texas A&M, well, Texas A&M balled towards the end. So you had really Florida, who was... Decent, right? Georgia, decent. A&M, decent. Missouri, shit. Vanderbilt, shit. Kentucky, shit. Tennessee, shit. By the way, three of those four coaches got fired. So, just telling you. You guys play Citadel, fucking Jacksonville State, Iona, Appalachian State. Like, come on, man. Give me a break. You don't see Pac-12 schools playing them motherfuckers. Same old, same old. So, Shaka Smart, Texas head coach. Basketball. Javier Ramirez, what up? I think the best all-around football conference is... Uh, it's probably fucked. I, you know, the conferences are all watered down, bro. I'm just going to be honest. I'm gonna, let me talk about... Let me talk about everything here, all right? Before I move on to Chaka Smart at Texas, because this is the same old same old, motherfuckers. It's recycled jobs, get the same job. New guys, it's shitty guys, get the same old jobs, new jobs from the same, having the same rep, reputation, the same records. They get new fucking jobs, and it's just shitty. So anyway, well, the Big Ten arguably only has one team too. Ohio State. <laughs> so like how is the Big Ten the best? Michigan hasn't beat them yet. They haven't beat the motherfuckers yet. So not under Harbaugh. So I mean I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know, man. What's the final what's the score of Houston, Oregon State? That game over yet? trying to see that score my computers froze up obviously so uh houston won um houston's good team oregon state came back and battled man that's good you know fuck just so we are clear why is the pac-12 the only two teams that had to play each other did you see how ironic that was set up the fuck was that set up we could have actually have fucking five teams or four teams in it right now so i'm just telling you i don't believe Harbaugh is overrated you spelt that wrong big dog but i don't think Harbaugh is overrated what i think is there's big fish in little ponds and there's little fish in big ponds i think he's a little fish now in the college ncaa big pond of things he dominated at San Diego and took their team undefeated at a, at a, at a D one AA school. He is he did great with the Niners, right? Where the talent is equivalent from team to team. I don't care what you think. The Jacksonville Jaguars still have equal talent. To most NFL teams, just so we're clear, the NFL is top to bottom equal as fuck across the bottom. I'm just telling you, everybody has an all-American, two or three all-American D linemen. okay, in college, everyone has an all-pro this or that. Just so we're clear, it's all even. Now, does the depth equate injuries, free agency? There's a lot of things that there's a really, really small, finite details between Super Bowl team and a fucking Jacksonville Jaguar team that won two games or or one game. So just so you're clear, trust me, I know about this. And he did well in the NFL with great talent. Now, Michigan, he has recruited some great talent. They've had great recruiting classes. He hasn't been able to either A, develop it, or B, get the kids buy-in to where they want to run through a wall for him. And like I say, big fish, eat little fish. Sometimes you're great at look at being a big fish in a small pond. Like Mark few is at Gonzaga. He is fine with staying at Gonzaga and dominating that conference. And, you know, hopefully maybe he'll win a championship, but you know, he's the one seat every year and gets knocked out in the fucking sweet 16, elite eight. So we'll see how he does. I would not be shocked one bit if SC beats him. SC is long, athletic, and have two twin brothers that are better than the Gonzaga's fucking front line. Now Gonzaga has the center with the mustache, and they got the guard, and I know they got some great players, but SC is much more athletic, and that's you know that's Gonzaga's always got by by being an average. You know, I called the Gonzaga yesterday a bunch of fucking eighties porn stars. The eighties porn stars have been beating the shit out of everybody. That's what they look like, right? They look like the old, they look like the fucking, uh, that, that show with Woody Harrelson and, and, uh, and your boy, the fucking basketball movie they made that was supposed to be in the seventies, right? Um, Will Ferrell, they look like that fucking show, that movie, but they do their thing. They're going to do them. Um, but he has dominated being the big fish in a small pond. Jim Harbaugh has gone to the big pond where other big fish are and have not has not been able to excel. Can't get over the hump. He can't beat Penn State, Ohio State. You know, I don't know he, him and Michigan State. Go at it. I'm. We'll see, man. You know, um, I'm not a Harbaugh guy. I'm not a Harbaugh fan. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Greg Roman does what he he does a great job for his quarterback. Remember, you have to run what your quarterback can do. Let me let me just... I'm going to make it real fucking simple for you guys that are all this Lamar Jackson fucking fans, okay? Just so, just so we're clear, I've already broken him down several times, not to hate on him, just to show you facts. If he was that great, guess what Greg Norman would be doing? He'd be throwing the football like Tom Brady, like he did with with fucking uh, other people he's, he's coordinated for. He doesn't throw the football around the park because Lamar Jackson can't throw the football around the fucking park. Does that make sense? It's really that simple. They run triple option in the NFL because that's what Lamar Jackson does the best. He's a freak of nature, but he can't throw up fucking football to win a Super Bowl. So... Greg Norman, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Uh, Greg Roman has to fucking do what he has to do. And if he wants to keep his job, he's going to come up with an offense that is successful or conducive to what Lamar Jackson can do. Do you think, so let me ask you this. Why don't Tampa Bay run what the fucking Ravens run? (laughs) Because Lamar, because Tom Brady can't run triple option, right? So it's really that simple. And I don't understand why people don't get that concept. You run what your quarterback does in the NFL, it's not the other way around. So I'm just letting you know that. Um,. Anyway, just so we're clear, I want to bring into my brief moment to talk about my newest sponsor, eBay. Whether Rare Deadstock or the latest release, find your exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop your pair that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it only protects sellers with a verified return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com/sneakers today, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Check out eBay. Tell him the slapdick himself sent you. Um, You know, I don't know, man. Um, Mr. HD, you got to get some slapdick in you, dog. That's what I'm drinking right now. Mac Jones all day. I think Mac Jones is going to be the still of the draft. That's just my opinion on watching QBs being a QB guy. I've called quarterbacks for as long as I called Ryan Leaf a bust. I called Peyton Manning a Hall of Famer when they were drafted and Ryan Leaf went number one. I've called Lamar Jackson what he is today. I said Murray will be average. I said Mayfield will be a bust. I've said Robert Griffin III would be a bust. I said Cam Newton would be average. I've gone on and on. If you go back and just listen to what I've said, I've called every fucking quarterback to this day that I've that I that I ne- felt I needed to talk about. I'm saying right now, Mac Jones is the still of the draft, and he will have a long NFL career. Uh, Scott Frost at, at Nebraska. I have a good friend on that staff. Uh, shout out my boy, Coach Held Ryan Held. I don't talk bad about people. You know, he hasn't got it done. He went undefeated at Central Florida. Hasn't got it done in Nebraska. Again, it's okay to be the big fish in a small pond. But it's very hard to be a big fish in a big pond with other big fish and stand out. Does that make sense? I don't think people really realize that. There's people that excel at certain places for a reason and there's there's reasons that people stay at certain places for a reason. But there's there is a real thing to be said here about big fish in big ponds with other big fish. Nick Saban eats all the other big fish and him and Dabo Sweeney. They sit on top of the pond looking down at all the big fish and say we're the fucking big, bigger fish and you have to knock us off our pedestal. Then you have the Mark Fuse of the world at Gonzaga and you have guys like this who are a big fish in a pond with small fish and they dominate the pond and they like it and they stay there. And then when there's, they drop their nuts and they say you know what I'm going to try to go to the big pond they get ate really fast. And that's just the truth. How many people have you seen leave small programs where they dominated and they go take over big programs and falter? Shaka Smart, Texas basketball. He has yet to win an NCAA tournament game at Texas. And yet he just landed the Marquette University head job. Same old, same old. It's a recycled business. It's who you know, not what you know. Shaka Smart, I believe, is from Wisconsin. Took the Marquette job, which arguably, is it a better basketball school than Texas? Possibly, I guess. I mean, Texas, I believe, has the resources to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Ask Mac Brown. I mean... You should be able to win at Texas. I think Sark's gonna do well. I don't know. I mean, he's recruiting well. I know Sark can coach. But I'm saying is Mark would you leave Texas for Marquette? I don't know. I mean Marquette's, you know, has that name and shit. They've they won what, in the seventies? I mean, fuck, Marquette's not dominating college basketball. I don't know why you leave Texas for Marquette. But I do know you leave Texas for Marquette because you know you're about to get fired. So the first thing smoking you need to take. Shaka Smart, I believe, was told take the job or be fired because he is yet to win a game and Texas cannot stay stagnant with a coach who's yet to win an NCAA game when you just paid a shitload of money to fire a coach on the football program and hire Sark from Alabama who has just wanting to another national title your persona and reputation right now and energy is too high to keep a coach who has just got beat by oral fucking roberts a christian academy in tulsa oklahoma does that make sense that's just the truth of the matter and that's just what it is and if you if you disagree with that you're fucking delusional But I don't know. A same old, same old, though. It's the same motherfuckers getting recycled for the new job. And they didn't do shit. So you're telling me Shaka Smart is the most qualified guy? For what reason? But you know what? Man, I'm glad he's a brother. You know, what is there, eight fucking head coaches? You know... Leonard Hamilton at Florida State just lost to Jawan Howard. Two black coaches. Um, Shaka Smart's another one, third black coach. I don't. There's not a lot besides HBCU, which is really not tournament worthy or or, or eligible. They have to. They have their own. I you know just like in, in football, they they have their own playoffs, or they don't even go to the playoffs. Actually, they play their last game and that's it. They play a bowl game, but I you know. Kelvin Sampson is one. Uh, Houston, he 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 won. He's in the final four. Um, I like Kelvin Sampson. I always have. Um, play his teams always play hard, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. It's just, it's the same old same old, man. That's why the title of this show is same old same old. Um, have you guys seen the or heard the Bradley Bill? I, 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 I like Bradley Bill a lot. He is yet to bitch and moan about losing. He is yet to demand a trade like all these other bitch-made motherfucking James Harden, Kyrie, fucking KD, all these soft motherfuckers. I wish the Lakers would have got fucking Bradley Bill. He has a lot of Kobe in him, and a lot of people don't talk about it. I don't know why. Bradley Bill has Kobe in him. I want you to hear this.
0: Respecting the game means a lot, bro. On and off the court. How you carry yourself, all that shit matter, man. Y'all gotta understand, when you go to college, you don't get away with this shit, man. You get to the league, you don't get away from it. They take your bread, bro. You walk around this motherfucker moping and pounding around, bro, it's either one or two things gonna happen where you at. They gonna ship your ass off, or they gonna wave your m- ass or you ain't gonna have no job. They just gonna say, here, just take the money we only want you. That's the two options you got in the league. And I don't never like pulling my NBA card, ever. But, bro, y'all, it's only 400. That mean if you got dreams of getting to the league, you got to play me. You got to guard me. And guess what? Can't none of y'all motherfucking guard me. Ain't none of y'all taking my job. I'm, I'm chilling. I can retire today and live on the beach for the rest of my life and my mom and dad not I work another day, or my brothers. <laughs> That's the type of good y'all wanna be. That's what y'all want. Everything is grimy and gutter where we from, bro. So everything is gonna be that much harder for us. But guess what, when you got a gift and a talent like that, you gotta take advantage of it, you gotta perfect it, you gotta work on your shit, because guess what? God will take that. If you ain't using it the right way, if you ain't using your bounce, you ain't using your shot, you ain't perfecting it, them gifts are gone. I believe in y'all, man. Let's go. I believe in y'all. Let's get it, baby. Hey, I in hey All I ask y'all to do is finish strong, man.
1: Hey, you know, I think he listened to Last Chance you or something because he sounds exactly like me. I, I'm being honest. I love Bradley Bill from this day forward. I'm not saying he did. I'm just fucking around. But I believe that everything he said, I I, I preached that. And that's exactly what he said. And uh, I have that much more respect for Bradley Bill. I am a Bradley Bill fan. I think Bradley Bill went to the top of my fucking list. And as far as the NBA players go, that's being honest. I'm going to reach out to Bradley Bill actually. So (sighs) Shaka smart. Don't win an NCAA game gets a job. I mean, let me ask you this. The tournament teams, why would not you not be going after SC's coach or UCLA's coach or fucking Oregon State's coach? How about Calvin Sampson? Why wouldn't you go after that motherfucker right now if you're a big-time program? Like, it blows my mind. But you pick a guy who hasn't won a fucking game at Texas? At Texas, in Austin, the University of Texas. An unlimited budget. You can't win a game in the tournament and you lose to fucking Oral Roberts, a Christian fucking academy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Get the fuck out of here. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. The Nets now are the team to beat. I call bullshit. I'm going to try to literally raise money with some of my sponsors, Bet Online and some other people, to go against the Nets and pick the field. Not even necessarily the Lakers. I'm gonna pick the field to win the turn to win the NBA championship this year. I am betting against the Nets at all costs. There's no fucking way those soft fucks that miss games here and there. They haven't played. Has KD played since when is he last time that motherfucker played? He's missed like 19 games in a row. Kyrie just went off vacation. <laughs> that motherfucker just came off vacation after uh three. Three, four or five days, he had he went on vacation. Coach, he he has issues. I got family problems. Well, my dick has family problems. We all have fucking problems. You're soft as baby shit, runny baby shit. My puppy runny baby shit. That's how soft you motherfuckers are. There's no fucking way you have the gall to win, but I know who does. The Lakers just signed fucking Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, to me, is the epitome of Rick Mahorn, Bill Lambeer, and the old school way of doing things. He reminds me of Ben Wallace, who can score. I think Andre Drummond is the biggest pickup in the NBA this year, and the Lakers are going to fucking mollywop everybody when, they're, when, when there's two are healthy. When LeBron and AD come back, how are you going to guard the front line of the Los Angeles Lakers? Please. Please tell me. The Mavericks, bro, are horrible. <laughs> the Mavericks are exactly that. They're the Mavericks. The mv the NBA MVP? Oh, fuck. I have no idea. You know what? I would argue it's Russell Westbrook. Have you seen what this motherfucker does every night? But he's on a horrible team, right? How do you only win one MVP when you average a triple-double two years in a row? But anyway... Westbrook is not a great shooter. He has an attitude, and people don't like him. So guess what? He's like me. You're not gonna get it. <laughs> you got to be like the perfect. You got to be that fucking guy, man. That's that. Perception is reality. Let's make sure you understand. Um, I wouldn't give the MVP to James Harden or Kyrie. None of them motherfuckers. LeBron and fucking Embiid got hurt. So now they're going to give it. You know, your boy's going to win his third in a row. Giannis, who won't even win a playoff game or a series. He won't win a playoff series. Maybe this year. I don't know. It depends on their seating. But he, he's, not the, he's not that guy. So <sighs> Giannis will probably win a third one because he has better stats than he did last year. If you look at his stats, they're better than last year. But remember, Harden's doing that in his last 20 games without KD, bro. He's doing everything he did in Houston. And guess what? They fucking won't win. Harden, how is Harden the MVP when he demanded a trade from because he knew he couldn't win in Houston? The MVP can win in Houston. You think Kobe asked for a trade from Houston? You think Jordan does? You think Magic or Bear does? You think Barkley does? They don't ask for trades, bro. Larry Bird summed it up the best. We didn't want to play with the best. We wanted to fucking beat the best. That is the difference between nuts and guts and these soft motherfucking generational cats now who want to go play with everybody. These motherfuckers want to go play with everybody man please I personally think I'm not a huge Doc Rivers guy I think Doc Rivers had a great team in Boston and won one and got lucky with a, a couple hurt guys on the Lakers that year Bynum was hurt who I think changes that series when they lost four to two and then Lakers beat Boston in seven that next year but I think that the Lakers are going to play the 70 fucking sixes that's just my opinion I love Danny Green, good friend uh mine. He's a great dude. Uh, he lit up the Lakers the other day. I'm glad. But obviously AD and LeBron didn't play. But um, I would love to see that final. Um, I think they have the best chemistry right now. So, I don't know. That's just what I think. So, But it is what it is. Slapdick whiskey's good, I know that. Um so I got this hat. I'm wearing this hat. Sunday Scaries, all right. Sunday Scaries is is this hat right here. Bam. And um they're a new sponsor of the Slapdick Podcast, by the way. So <laughs> Let me give a shout out to them. I don't relax well with my crazy life. It's just hard for me to shut out off my brain and chill. We all know I need some slapdick whiskey. But anyway, I overthink. I get easily stressed out and it fucking sucks. So I did my homework and found Sunday Scaries, which are delicious, a vitamin boosted CBD gummy. They've become the must have in my daily routine and they chill me out in just about 20 minutes. Basically, They help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. Sunday Scaries, there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is a stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com. That's S-C-A-R-I-E-S. sundayscaries.com. And use my promo code SLAPDICK for your discount. That's promo code SLAPDICK for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're fucking amazing and you won't regret joining their squad. So... Um, the Knicks are a fun team to watch, man, to be honest. Um, Knicks are fun to watch. So... Andre Drummond to me is a fucking another AD. He's very skilled. He's very talented. He is a, he is a more skilled. Well, he is a, uh, cousins esque player to me. He's really cousins is really, really fucking talented. If he don't have issues off the court or get hurt. Right. So I, I his career is probably over. We have the same management team, actually nickel agency shot out, but DeMarcus cousins is a very talented dude. And, uh, Good dude, but he can't stay injury-free, and that's why he's not playing right now. And Andre Drummond, to me, is a bigger, more powerful DeMarcus Cousins, who is a 15-rebound, 20-point game guy, who I think can carry the Lakers while LeBron and, and, and AD are out. And so that is a huge get. Now, you know, Schroeder, Schrader, whatever, we'll have a fucking big man to go through and Marcus Saul has been a bust for the Lakers. I wish we would have kept Jamel McGee, uh, really Javel McGee. I wish we would have kept him or Dwight Howard, to be honest, but I know money things. Who do you take Andre Drummond or fucking Ray John Rondo at 40 years old? I, I would be so pissed off if I was Ray John Rondo sitting in the JV locker room next to the Lakers locker room. When you just were in the locker room of the champs, the 17-time NBA champs or whatever, 16. I don't know if they got 16 or 17. I would be fucking livid if I had to go into the JV locker room now and be a fucking junior varsity player with the Clippers. When when Drummond gets to come over to the varsity, you got to be kidding me. Rajon Rondo, I, I think... That trade, everyone thinks it's a great one. I think it hurts them. I think I think losing Lou Williams hurt the Clippers. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know. But same old same old all right? Let me get to this. Deshaun Watson now has nineteen fucking lawsuits. Nineteen lawsuits he has now. But not yet he has one does he have one criminal lawsuit He is yet to have one criminal lawsuit. Now the Houston PD has came out and rebuttaled this the, the, the fucking statement that this this lawyer who represents these 20 women said he turned over evidence to the Houston PD. Well, Houston Police Department came out and said we have no evidence and you're lying so where the fuck are we with this and what's going on is it a money grab is it a fucking you know one or two cases is is norm for the nfl player and nba player they're going to get accused i'm just going to tell you if whether they did it or not and remember i told you guys i don't trust nobody and don't ever think you know a motherfucker and you motherfuckers better have the same energy if he is guilty. And if you motherfuckers have a daughter or a wife, you better have the same energy you have when you're talking shit to me when I just came out and made an R. Kelly face in a Houston fucking Texan jersey and put it out on Twitter. And I was just making a life of. it. And they are like, oh, you've given him a bad name. No. Deshaun Watson gave himself a bad name. Deshaun Watson has 19 civil cases against him something fucking happened. You fucked up partner somewhere, whether it was criminal or not, you have people wanting your money. And we understand. I get it. And that's why I say it's the same old, same old shit's been happening this way for a long fucking time. But I believe the lawyer for them representing these ladies are shady too. How many lawyers go on fucking Instagram to talk about a case? I mean, that's shady right there. To me, that shows some there's some holes in the fucking deal. That's why I never judge anyone until I know the facts. That's why I don't fucking anoint someone the goat. That's why I don't throw you under the fucking bridge. You know, there's a there's a there is a old antidote. All right. There's a picture that I have of a grave and it has about 10 people with the pastor um, over the top and, it, and it's a hole, six foot hole is dug and it's a picture from looking in the hole looking up at all these people standing there. You know what that picture shows? It shows the people that are watching you As you lie there dead. That's the only real time that really people miss and say they love you. That's the only time people say they miss and love you is when you're dead and buried. Just so we're clear. So quit being so quick to fucking judge other people if you don't know the truth. Quit being and especially if you've never met the motherfucker. I get hated on every day because I was on a show that motherfuckers judge and have never met me. That shit is unbelievable to me. It is the most irresponsible behavior you can demonstrate as a human. Judging a motherfucker without ever knowing him is the most irresponsible. It's like irresponsible media coverage. It's when motherfuckers say shit about you and they've never met you or talked to you. And that's the truth. So I don't know. 19 lawsuits though. But not one criminal case yet. Something's wrong. But something's right. So what is it? And then it goes on it goes both sides. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm not really trying to figure it out. I can give a fuck less. But what I'm saying is it's the same old same old. It's just been happening since I was young, man. People, we've been easy targets my whole life. Um, McGregor's fighting again. How many fucking times is this motherfucker going to retire? Is he spending more money than he's making? Because why in the fuck does he keep coming out of retirement? I'm telling you, Dana White pays that motherfucker so much money because they make more money when he fights. So guess what? He goes and sucks his dick to get him back out there to fight. He got knocked out his last fight and said it was over and it was done again after he retired the year before. And now he's coming back to fight again. So I just want to let you guys know. California high school started back football. I went to a game. I posted on Twitter, uh, beautiful site out here at my friend's high school, Beaumont high school. Uh, Jeff Steinberg, uh, does a great job. And they played a good friend of mine, Dave ports, who was on the show with me actually, uh, over at Cajon High School in San Bernardino, California. Cajon had just too many athletes. Um, Beaumont had the better program, uh, the the better structure, the more discipline. Cajon had the better athletes. Like I told you, coaching is very overrated. Jimmys and Joes beat X's and O's every time. And that's what happened. So, um, anyway... There's a referee shortage in California, and it is clearly evident watching this football game. There was a motherfucker running vertically erect and fumbled the football, and they said he was down. I'm not lying to you. I'm not even going to repeat it. He was running vertically erect straight up and fumbled the football, and they called him down. The left tackle got set maybe three times in the entire game out of 100 snaps, and they called zero false starts. There is a referee shortage in the the United States for high school sports. Basketball, football, wrestling, you name it. Umpires and referees, baseball as well, softball as well, volleyball as well. Umpires and referees are at an all-time shortage, just so we're clear. So my point being is I would be fucking damned if I were to bring back basketball and put them in a gymnasium where these fucking psycho parents take off their mask and yell at referees and yell at the coach because their kids not playing and yell at the referee because their fucking team's losing. I would be fucking damned to come back to this. And I would definitely not let it indoors because of this whole who knows what's going to happen, right? I'm hearing CDC saying the spike's going to go up again. It's all bullshit. I, Israel fucking quarantined and and, and and vaccined everybody. And these motherfuckers are now at an all-time spike in pandemics. In, 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 in cases of COVID. And they all have this second vaccine. So, it's all bullshit in my opinion. I don't know what it is. We will never know the truth. We're too low on the totem pole. The bottom line is, I wouldn't let motherfuckers in a gymnasium to play right now. And I, I'm not mad at the referees. They had to deal with assholes like me cussing them out. But at least it was for a professional reason and purpose. Because I defended my players. And if we got fucked, it was my players getting fucked. I didn't give a shit about me. But when parents and shit are cussing out referees, you need to know how to stay in your fucking lane. And I'm not mad at referees one fucking bit for not wanting to do this shit for 50 fucking dollars a game or whatever the fuck they make 150 even if it's 150 dollars a game that ain't no worth no shit there is a referee shortage in intercollegiate and high school athletics and there is a definite problem when there's a shortage at the lower level there'll end up being a shortage at the higher level just so you understand how shit works the 80-20 rule just so you're clear, you know, 80% of twenty of small businesses control the 20% of big businesses. They actually fund the motherfuckers globally. 80-20 rule. So when these fucking low-end referees start saying, fuck you, I'm going back to work at PetSmart, there's going to be college referees and NFL referees that are going to be less qualified, and you're going to start seeing a lesser qualified and lesser... Quality football, basketball, baseball being played. Just so we know. Yeah, I do say, just so we're clear or just so you know. I think I say those two things a lot. BG 2735, whatever the fuck that means. Is that Bowling Green 2735, motherfucker? Is that the year you're going to graduate? Anyway, I don't know... Um if I would deal with screaming fucking parents all daylight. There's no way the Zags win by 10 tomorrow. You're out of your mind. Let's bet. Gorgian, I'll bet you. Do you play for the Heat, motherfucker? Let's bet. i bet you that the uh, it's a much closer game. And I would argue, I would bet that SC would win by 10 if anybody. But I don't believe that. I'm just saying. If somebody wins by 10, I believe SC wins by 10. I'm just telling you. Just so we're clear. I'll bet you Zags don't win by 20, little money. You want to put some little money on it, motherfucker? Shit. How is McGregor the GOAT when he gets knocked out? (laughs) Is McGregor... Oh, yeah, McGregor won one out of his last, what, four fights? How are you the GOAT? How are you the GOAT? Like, this ain't baseball. You're the GOAT in baseball when you go one for four when you hit a grand slam. Because baseball percentages, we all know, they take the fucking last zero off. So, motherfucker go one for four. He's batting fucking 240. Like, come on. Yeah, John Jones probably is the GOAT. I don't know. McGregor, I don't know if he's the GOAT. Now, McGregor's the most liked and most controversial, which we know controversy sells. That's why my last chance, he was the most watched. Right? We all know the fucking controversy sells. So... It ain't about the motherfucker being the GOAT. He ain't the GOAT. I don't believe he's the GOAT. But, I don't know. Gorge and uh I, I, I feel you on that, brother. Uh, shit. I don't know. Anything can happen. I just think SC's too long and athletic and on a roll. So see, Christopher Pugh, before I go and get off this show, like I said, I'm going to do this three times this week on YouTube. I'm going to tell you right now. Do you think Iron Mike Tyson really was the GOAT? Do you think he's the GOAT, Chris? I'm I'm asking because I'm going to reboot. I don't believe he is, and I'm going to explain why. But I don't believe Tyson's the GOAT. Now, if Customato did not die, um I think he would have kept Mike Tyson's brain right and mind right and if Mike Tyson didn't fire his trainer and when when Don King took over, I think he would have stayed undefeated and been that guy. But he never beat anyone worth a shit. You got to show me a guy he beat in his prime that was in their prime. Nobody. He fought nobody. Michael Spinks was sixty-seven years old. No, not Teddy Atlas, Gabe. He didn't have Teddy Atlas. His trainer back, back. His trainer with Customato was, uh, fuck. I don't. I forgot his name. Um, It was Customato, and then who was his second guy? The second guy was. Fuck, I forgot the second guy. I'm trying to find out who it was. But Customato had actually brought him in and found him. He was the best guy. Kevin Rooney. Kevin Rooney was Mike Tyson's best trainer. And Mike and Kevin Rooney was the guy that used to talk shit to Tyson. And that's why Tyson cut him as a trainer. So, you should watch the Tyson story, the original one on HBO. Um, Kevin Rooney was the real, the best trainer. Mayweather would have got his ass beat fighting Hagler, Hearns, and all them motherfuckers. Just so we're clear, there was no running and dodging back in those days with Hagler, Hearns, fucking. Um, my boy Uh, what's my boy's name man the Mexican dude at the time that was uh, god damn I can't think of his name that fucking era Sugar Ray Leonard all those dudes Mayweather wasn't surviving that bro he wasn't going to be able to sit back and fucking dodge you the whole fucking time so Duran Roberto Duran no mas yeah there was no dodging and ducking those times, dog. Is what it is. Hey man, I appreciate you guys joining in on the show, man. We've been an hour and twenty minutes damn near, but um I ah, nah, Pacquiao ain't the goat, dog. I ah, I don't know. It's hard to judge eras. You know, I just don't think those guys could have fought back in those days. Different ball game, different night mindset. Nuts hung lower, bruh. Our nuts hang lower than today's generation. I'm just going to tell you. Hey, brother, I appreciate you guys, man. Go watch the end of the game. Arkansas playing Baylor. And uh, have you slap dick, man. Appreciate you guys. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. For me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me.